you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Number one, he's been good. Number two, he's been good. Oh, And I need someone to praise on this one. Look at your neighbor and say, number three, he's been good. Hey, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah give him a praise give him a praise give him a praise it feels like church in the house feels like an apostolic church in the house. I didn't come tonight to have cute church. I didn't come tonight to entertain you. I believe I'm on divine appointment of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to learn about who we really are. I give honor to my pastor tonight, who's also my father. I call him Pastor Dad. I love him very much. Are you thankful for your pastor tonight? And to the incredible leadership that we have here, which we're so blessed to have, I give honor to all of our leaders. I give honor to each and every one of you. We wouldn't be the church without you. That's why that we got to come to the house of the Lord. If you don't come, there's no church. Look at your neighbor and say, come to church more. I'll be mindful of your time tonight. You guys got real lucky. I had a long message. And uh, this weekend I was with, with our very own Jeremy Newcomer. And I get really excited to share my thoughts. And I'm pretty sure I stood for about an hour 
letting him know my message. And then he left and I said, man, I just gave away my whole sermon this, for Sunday. So God changed me. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. I'm glad I'm apostolic. I'm glad that I was full with the Holy Ghost at seven years old. I'm glad I went down in Jesus' name at eight years old. And I'm happy tonight that I can worship him not only in the spirit, but I can worship him in the truth. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If we have the truth, if we have gone down in the water in Jesus' name, and if we have received the Holy Ghost, we don't just worship him in spirit. Spirit, but we worship him through the truth. How many of you remember when he filled you with the Holy Ghost? You remember right where you were, life-changing moment. I'm glad I am in the church of the living God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18 through 22. I'm sorry, verse 19 through 22. My apologies back there, sound man. A media man, sound man, I don't know what to call you. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation. Someone say the foundation. Of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. I'm glad that we don't have any other chief cornerstone. I'm glad that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone of the gospel of the prophets and the apostles. That's why we don't want to serve man made religions, man made denominations because their chief cornerstone is not Jesus Christ their chief cornerstone is a council called Nicaea and every foundation built up on man alone in due time will fall but for those whose chief cornerstone is Jesus Christ. We're going to live forever. We've got a promise. We're not going to die. We might leave the earth, but we're going somewhere else. A land where there's no more weeping and sorrow. There's no sickness or pain or disease. That's what happens when Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone of your life. Verse number 21. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord. Verse number 22. In whom ye also are 
builded together for an habitation through the Spirit of God. Now, church, I need help tonight. I need a preaching church with me tonight. If you help me preach, I'm going to preach on this subject. The original apostolics. All right. The original apostolics. Look at your neighbor and say, I want to be original. That's the wrong neighbor. Look at someone else and tell them, I want to be original. I don't want to be some off denomination. I don't want to be half apostolic. I want to be fully originally apostolic. I want to do what they did. I want to live the way they lived. Come on, somebody. We're going to be original apostolics this evening. I want you to lift your hands up to the Lord right now. I want you to begin to praise Him with your lips tonight. If you know He's worthy, Father, I pray that the Holy Ghost would fall in this house. I pray, God, that you would reveal to us who we really are. In the name of Jesus, let the original apostolics arise out of this congregation. And Lord, I pray that you would put Satan where he belongs tonight. I pray you'd put him underneath our feet and that you would give us victory in this house. We worship and praise the name above every other name. And everyone said in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands one more time and would you shout unto God with the voice of triumph in this house? Come on, if you're glad to be originally apostolic, you should make some noise in this place. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 7, we find Jesus sharing a story about two men who formed houses on two opposite foundations. He reads of one, he accounts of one, and this man built his house upon the sand. That's a really bad place to build a house. And he says that when the rains came and when the wind came, there was no sure foundation for the house to settle upon. And when the winds came and when the rain came, the house fell. But he doesn't end there. Then he accounts of a man who built his house upon the rock. He built his house upon a sure foundation. And when the winds came and when the rain came, because it had a sure foundation, when the winds and the rain hit the house, yes, the winds hit it. Yes, the rain hit it. Yes, it wasn't always okay outside of the house but after the rain came and the winds came and they left the house remained I want you to know tonight that it 
is important that you realize that you need to place your house on a firm foundation. I'm not meaning the foundation of the world tonight. I'm not meaning the foundation of any other denomination. But I, we need to make sure that our foundation is on the rock. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And out of this parable, I want to give to you my own parable. Of three churches who formed their house on separate foundations. The Trinitarian movement, they decided that we want to form our house upon man made doctrine. You see, because when they traced their doctrine back, when they looked to see where their true foundation was, they can locate it in the second century in a council called Nicaea. And when the wind came, and when the rain came, the house crumbled and fell. Then there was another house. And this house was made by the Catholic Church. Are you with me tonight? Is this all right? They decided that they were going to build their house upon man-made foundations. And they traced their foundation all the way back to 325 A.D. Or in other words, in historian language, the post-apostolic age. And they went back and they traced their foundation. And if you look up in the Catholic Encyclopedia, you can find that in 325 A.D. was the very moment that they changed the formula of Jesus' name baptism to the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And when the winds came, and when the rain came of the world, the house stood for a short amount of time but at the end crumbled and fell. And then there was another house that they built. This house was built in the book of Acts, chapter 2. It was where they traced their beginning to. And they built their foundation off of repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they went a little bit longer into the history. And they did Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 4. Shema Israel. Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And when the rain came and when the wind came, it wasn't like everybody else because they knew.
that they built their house upon a firm foundation. The doctrine of the apostles and the doctrine of the prophets and their house did not fail and it did not fall. That's why the apostolic church is the most alive church today. We didn't build this thing on man-made theology. We didn't build this thing on man-made doctrines. But you can find it in the book because we're Bible believers. Through time, the apostolic church has always remained undefeated. Yeah. The Roman Empire tried to suffocate it. But all they did was fan the flame. Nobody could stop it. Walls could never contain it. Prisons could not captivate it. Crucifixions could not kill it. And persecution could not crush it. It was unstoppable all the way back in the book of Acts. And it is unstoppable right now. There is nothing that the world can do to silence the church. They can pass any law that they want to. They can push any agenda that they want to. They can try to suffocate us. But every time you push the church, the church just expands a little bit more. I've come to serve the devil notice tonight. You can throw whatever you want to at the church, but the church of the living God is undefeated. Why is it undefeated? That's a very simple answer. Because we are original apostolics. Many, many denominations, they claim that they are apostolic. But my question is, is are you the original apostolics? And I'm asking you in this house tonight, is there anyone in here that's originally apostolic? Come on, that's real cute, but I'm wondering, is there anybody in here that's original, apostolic? Uh, I don't know about you, but I still believe in one God. I still believe in Jesus' name, baptism. I still believe in inward and outward holiness. I still believe in speaking with other tongues. I still believe in daily prayer and fasting. And I believe in exuberant worship and praise. I believe in the assembling of ourselves together. Why? Because that's the foundation of the church. Don't tell me you're originally apostolic if you don't pray. Don't tell me you're originally apostolic if you come into the house of God and you refuse to worship. Don't tell me you're original, that you're the original thing if you do not practice holiness. The foundation that the church is built upon, the oneness of God, 
Jesus name baptism holiness separation from the world and all of these things fitly framed together to form the foundation of the church are you with me are you with me tonight they fitly frame together to form the foundation of the church. That's why I don't get people, pastor, who wonder, what can we chip away of this foundation and we can still remain? Is outward holiness really a big deal? Let's chip away at that. Uh huh. And then after that, they get rid of that. It's always, well, do, does it really say baptize in Jesus' name? Because Matthew 28, 19 says otherwise. So they, I think we can get away with this. And sooner or later, so much of the foundation is gone, Brother Branson, that their churches cannot remain. Let it never be said of this place and right now that we are the ones who want to chip away at the foundation that we are built upon. We still believe in the foundation in its completeness. We don't want to take any shortcuts. We don't want to just wonder if we can get away. If I have to ask, can we get away with it? I don't want to do it at all. I want to please God and I want my foundation to be sure. That's why I'm thankful that our women don't cut their hair and they wear dresses. I'm thankful for holiness. I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for the foundation that we're built upon. There are foundations of the church. Holiness, Jesus' name, baptism, one God, the evidence of speaking with other tongues, worship, the assembling of ourselves together, prayer, consecration, miracles, signs, and wonders. These are some of the foundations that the church is built upon. And we better never try to take anything away if we want to be the original thing. I want you to be careful tonight. If any man comes unto you and they claim to have the original thing, but a new recipe. Are you with me? Be careful when someone claims that they are original, but they're missing key ingredients. Now, I'm not preaching, Pastor, against lights, because I love our lights. I love everything about this building. We're so blessed around here. With everything. I'm not against any sort of a technology. If you can tell, I keep my time because all you that say I preach an hour, I've got proof. I don't preach an hour, I preach for 55 minutes. 
Hello? I'm not against any of the new technology, Brother Duggar. I'm really not. But I worry about churches who are so focused on setting the atmosphere with the right lights and the right machines and the coffee shop in the mornings. And they're so focused about that that they decide that I'm going to take the ingredients of prayer and consecration out. And we can settle with this because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad for our coffee shop. But the original apostolics didn't have the lights in the fog machine, in the cool music. But what they had, they had a relationship with Jesus Christ. And may we never lose what we're built upon. I'm thankful for new technology. I'm so thankful that this new culture that this generation is raising up in is way cooler than mine was. I didn't get my first phone till I was 14, and it was a little flip phone. And each number, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, had three letters on it. Anyone know what I'm talking about? One, two, three, C, two, H. Y'all don't know. I could have written a whole autobiography by the time I sent a three. And don't even get me on the haircuts when I was a kid. Y'all got nice lines and and now the mullets are coming back. I don't understand it. And they got the nice clothes. I'm thankful that there is a new culture. And I'm not against that. But young people, don't ever forget. It's not about the clothes. It's not about the technology. You can have a move of God in your bedroom the same you can when these lights are on in this congregation. I'm thankful for all the technology. But we need to get back to prayer meetings. The Bible says to be in fastings often. That's more than the awakening. We've got to get back to the original recipe. Don't mistake it. The devil will use anything he can against the church. I remember when I was younger, I remember how we knew that we had a good church service. Brother Nate, where are you over there? You remember we used to line the walls with the banners? And after church, you always knew. Nate, how'd we do tonight? I was a three-banner service. They fell off the wall. Name the last time we ran the aisles in this congregation. I'm preaching it hard, I know, but I'm in the will of God. The enemy would love nothing more to use the gifts that God has given to us in this new day, in this new era, against us and to say this is the new normal 
three songs. Jesus is my boyfriend songs. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Three songs, two fast, one slow, and a nice half hour sermon so we can get out in time to go to Arnie's. And we can become so comfortable in that. And the devil wants us to believe that this is the new normal for the church. But I've come to tell you that it's not the plan of God. It's not the purpose of God. I miss the tongues and interpretation every week in our church. I miss the banner services. When Brother Nate would take a lap or two and then probably fall in the back. I miss it all. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get back to the original thing. We I wish I had a preaching church in this place. It's not enough to be comfortable in the new normal, but we've got to get back to the old way. Pastor, I remember when I was a kid, I remember the sound of the prayer room. Is this all right? I remember. I remember sitting in the corner of that room and listening to our elders touch the throne. My God, I'd give anything to go back to those days. I'd go back to any of those days when we didn't have the lights to rely on. We didn't have the good music to rely on. But we relied on one thing. If I don't touch the throne, if I don't touch God, this is going to fail. Have we become so caught up in our own talents that we have begun to forsake the one who gave them to us? Have we become so comfortable? Have you finally reached the, well, I'm an elder now, so I have the right to sit in my seat and not pray? I know it's tied in here, but I'm digging something out of this room right now. Have we gotten so comfortable that we really feel that we don't need to touch the throne before we get on that Have we gotten so caught up in what is trendy that we have forgotten what the church is really about? I feel in the season that we are finding ourselves in right now, I feel that God is calling us back to the upper room. Sister Ashley, what happened in the upper room could not be recreated by good music. It could not be recreated with your talent and with your ability. But it took prayer and fasting and saying, I'm not going to move from this spot until I know that we have encountered the Holy Ghost. I'm not preaching against anything that we're doing because we are a blessed church with the greatest music and everything else. But God's saying, I'm trying to call you back to prayer. I'm trying to call. I want to be 
the original thing. Have we gotten so caught up in, in, in the technological side of things that we have completely forsaken the basics? Have we gotten so caught up with everything else that we forsake prayer and fasting? Have we gotten so caught up with getting out of service on time that we go to Arnie's that we completely miss a move of the Holy Ghost because we're just so tired? Have we gotten so lost in the new day that we have forsaken who we're supposed to be? No prayer is no power. Brother Danny, no, no prayer means no relationship. And no relationship means you're trying to rely on yourself. I don't have the ability in my own hands. But I need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost to reach this city. We can do every outreach event that we want to. But if we're not consecrated and we're not living for God the way that we need to be, we're never going to be able to accomplish what God has for us. I don't want to be the fake thing, Brother Chad. I want to be originally apostolic in everything that I do. I want to be originally apostolic. Not only originally apostolic in prayer and fasting, but I've come to say that God is trying to call us back to the basics of apostolic worship. I'm talking about the worship that's uncomfortable. The new generation, the new, the new age wants us to believe that we have to become more guest friendly which is very true we need to be guest friendly we need to have our greeters out here we need to have our connect booth back here and we need to meet everyone that walks through this door but ladies and gentlemen being guest friendly does not mean sitting on your hands If they wanted to go to a charismatic church, uh, there's many of them. But when they walk in this door, uh, they want to know. They want to see the apostolics they heard about. They don't want to see just some mediocrity sermon and prayer and worship, but they want to see apostolic shouting, aisle running, dancing. Worship is nothing about you. Hello? It's nothing about you. Worship is not for you. Worship is for... It's your approval of Him. What are you telling Him through your worship? remember, I can hear it, I can hear the echoes of the church when I was a child, and I can remember services, Brother Danny, when there wasn't much going on, 
But all it took was one person to get out of their seat and the Holy Ghost hit them and they began to dance and shout all over the front of the church. And before you know it, it was like wildfire. One to the right, one to the left, one in the back until the whole church was consumed. Do you know that it just takes one person to set an atmosphere on fire? You want to have apostolic church, then you be the catalyst for the fire. I'm not afraid to dance. I'm not afraid to shout. I might look crazy to you, but it's who I'm supposed to be. God is not looking for us to be like everybody else. He wants us to be original. I remember the days when we were blown away when there was not one notable miracle in our services. Many of you in this room, God healed. When I was a child, I can take you to the spot where it happened. I wish Sister Desa was in here. I remember the service when, when God healed her of lupus. I remember seeing it. I remember her showing us her hands that were withered and swollen. And by the end of the altar call, they were perfectly normal. I remember, I can take you to the spot, Sister Robin, and I go there often. I take a walk through that building every once in a while, and I can go to the spot where God raised you from the dead. I can take you to the spot. I remember deaf ears being opened up. I can take you to the spot remembering when the lame people begin to walk. I can take you to the spot. It's embedded in my mind because I wonder now, how many churches do we have that are not seeing the miraculous and they're perfectly fine with it? This is the new normal. It scares me. It scares me. Because Brother Duggar, every one of the original 12, it says that signs and wonders followed them. I wonder, Brother Hector, the ones who were chasing after Jesus. And when they quit chasing after him, I wonder how many of them saw miracles stop. Many of you have heard about the big revivals that happened in Ethiopia in the late 1990s. Billy Cole and his crusade team worked with the nation of Ethiopia and the churches there. And they saw over one million people receive the Holy Ghost. Now, those churches do not believe in the truth. And I had the privilege to meet the UPC Ethiopian superintendent who was there 
when the Holy Ghost poured out, when over 100,000 people received it, he was there. He was just a child. But he grew up in those days. And I heard a story from Pastor Brian Lane. And he was over there working with them. And this man said, Pastor, would you believe that the second that they began to preach false doctrine, miracles stopped. He said, and the church has never operated in the miraculous sense. But there was a man who was not satisfied building his house upon man-made foundations. And he said, I want the original thing. And he now is the general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church in the nation of Ethiopia. And they're seeing thousands receive the Holy Ghost. They're seeing miracles, signs, and wonders like they haven't seen in years. Why are they seeing that? Because they are the original thing. They've got the original recipe. Ladies and gentlemen, the original recipe is all that we need to I wish I had a preaching church in here right now. I don't want to be a fake thing. I want to be the real thing. Stand all over this house and lift your hands to the Lord right now. Lift your hands to the Lord right now and call on his name. Sharabata. Receive the word of the Lord right now with lifted hands. Receive the word of the Lord with lifted hands. Lift your voice to the Lord right now. Lift your voice to the I need to pray in church right now. I need to pray in church right now. Does anyone want to be the original thing? I know you might be missing little pieces of the ingredients, but tonight's the night to find that missing piece. Tonight's the night to get back to prayer and fasting. Tonight's the night that we begin to see the miraculous like we've never seen it before. I don't want to be fake. I want to be original. 
I want to be the real thing. I want to be the real thing. I want to be. Don't wait for me. This altar's open right now. This altar's open right now. Someone needs to hit their face right now. Someone needs to hit their face. We want to be the real thing. We want to be the real thing. Hit your face and talk to the Lord right now. Let him deal with your spirit tonight. I want everyone to come to the altar right now if you would. I want you to make your way as close as you can. We need to hit our face right now. We need to make some things right with the Lord. We've gotten our priorities out of order, God. We need you, oh God, to get us where we belong. We've got to get the ingredients right. We've got to get the ingredients right. Holiness is not optional. Speaking in tongues is not optional. Worship is not optional. Real oneness of God is not optional. Submission to your pastor is not optional. You've got to put all the ingredients together to get the end result. Shalabahatarabahataya. Talk to the Lord right now. The word of the Lord has been spoken to us tonight. It's time for you to receive the word of the Lord. Brother Drew, come give a little bit of music right now while they're praying. Come on. Are you desperate for the original thing? Are you desperate to have an apostolic church? Are you desperate to see the miraculous? Are you desperate to reach the lost? Then you've got to be originally apostolic. There's no shortcuts to the end of this thing. Come on, when's the last time we've had an old-fashioned Terrian service? When's the last time we've had an altar-running service? When's the last time? Do you remember what it used to sound like? Do you remember what the prayer room used to sound like? We don't want to lose this thing. We want to get it right, and we've got one try to do it. And we've got to give it everything that we can. We've got to do this right. Pastoral team, we've got to do this right. We've got one try. We've got one life to live. We are one generation away from losing this entire thing. We've got to realize how sacred the bride is. We've got to realize how sacred the church is. One opportunity. One generation from extinction. Young people, get the truth in your heart. Get these ingredients embedded in your spirit. Youth pastor, we've got a generation that can't lose out on this thing. Everyone, 
elders, we've got to teach this younger generation what it means to live for God. We've got to teach them what it's like to hit the prayer room. We've got to teach them what it's like. God's looking for a church that's spotless. He's looking for a church that hasn't shortcutted any ingredients. He's not interested in the shortcutting churches. He wants the original thing. He's coming back for one bride, and that bride is the original thing. If we forsake prayer, he's not coming back for us. I wonder if there's anyone in this room that will cry out to the Lord with a loud voice in this house. We're peculiar. We don't do church the way everyone else does church. We don't sing the way everyone else sings. We don't live the way everyone else lives. We don't worship the way everyone else worships. We're a set apart bride of Christ. We're set apart. We're different. Cry to the Lord right now. We've got time. We've got time. I need some elders to lift their voice right now. I need some young people who are desperate for the Lord to lift their voice. I need some young adults who will lift their voice and say, don't let me miss out. Don't let me get this wrong. I need some young Marys to lift their voice who want to get it right, who don't want to miss out. You can't live for God halfway. You've got to do all the way. It's not enough to just live holy and not pray. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough to assemble together and not pray and fast and not worship. We've got to go all in for this thing. I want to be the original apostolics. I want to be the original apostolics. I want to be the original thing. I want to trace my roots back to the apostles and the prophets. And I want my chief cornerstone to be Jesus Christ. Oh. 
Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Brother Branson, we can't shortcut this thing. Brother Ethan, we can't shortcut this thing. Brother Nate, we can't shortcut our way to this thing. We've got to have all the ingredients to be the original thing. Some elders are starting to pray like they used to pray. Come on, someone's getting it now. We're going back to the original apostolics that God created us to be. We want to be the original thing. We want to pray like we used to pray. We want to fast like we used to fast. Out with the old and in with the new. But the new is still the old ingredient in a fresh and new way. It's still the same ingredients, Brother Danny, that it used to be. Out with the old and in with the new. We need a new touch. We need a new prayer life. We need a new touch. shortcuts brother Evan there's no shortcuts to this thing there's no shortcuts brother Noah we've got to do all the ingredients brother Dalton there's no shortcut to this thing the prayer life's important the fasting's important <laughs> hallelujah There's no shortcuts to this thing. Every ingredient matters. Brother Jeremy, every ingredient matters. Every ingredient, every ingredient, every ingredient matters, Pastor. Every ingredient matters to this thing.
I want you to stand all over this house. I want you to stand all over this house. Please stand all over this house. Would you please come gather with me in the front of this church right now? Please come gather as close as you can. Please move quickly. Please move quickly. Please move quickly. What do you do when God plants a word this strong in your spirit? just a messenger from the Lord it's not what I want to preach it's what he wants to preach dad you're talking about this morning mom's famous recipe of pork chops and I I have to agree with my father they're the best pork chops around I tell my wife don't even try to make them I hate to break your heart I mean she's the best cook in the world But dad, if what happens if there's one ingredient missing? It's not the real thing. I can try to make mom's famous pork chops. I'd probably light my house on fire. I can try to make them, brother Evan. But if I get one ingredient wrong, if I try to take one shortcut to make my cooking time faster, it's not going to be right. God, in His Word, has given us a recipe for the original apostolic church. scary thing is if we miss one ingredient one ingredient it doesn't matter what it is if we miss one I believe that I'm in a church that has the oneness of God down I believe I'm in a church that has Jesus name baptism down no questions we're not wavering from that that is a non-negotiable, as my mom used to tell me when I was a kid. This is non-negotiable. The one that said, God, Sister Ashley, Brother Brandon, I don't know where you are. Brother Chad is non-negotiable in the story. But the problem is, is we, for some reason, Pastor, believe that the other ingredients are negotiable. Jesus runs into the temple flipping tables. I said in my word, my house is supposed to be this way. But you, you have made it a den of thieves. I don't want to ever contaminate the house of God. I don't want to miss one ingredient. I don't want to turn this place into just the 
social club that everyone wants to come to. I want to keep this place a holy place. A city. I want this to be a place where lives can be changed. How is that going to happen if we're a house of prayer? If we're a house of prayer. But we've made his house what we want it to be. Worship in our heart wants to please the Lord. Our life, we live in worship by saying, God, I want to please you. Where everything is about you. It's not about my comfortability. It's not if they sing my favorite song. It's not if they preach on the right subject. I want it to be about you. The church was never meant to be about us. It's meant to be about lost souls. But more than anything, it's meant to be about Him. I'm reminded... Of the words to this song, and I'm going to try to sing it. I can't take it anywhere else from here. I want you to lift your hands right now. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, where it's all about you. It's all about you. Hey, I'm sorry, Lord, things I've made, when it's all about you. Every ingredient matters. It's all about, it's not about what we want to do. I'm coming back. All about you. 